This is exactly right. Scott, you ready? Ooh, I'm ready to laugh and laugh and laugh. Oh, okay. <laughs> this one was actually posted to our Instagram already, but it's too good not to talk about. Who cares? Low-flying helicopter sparks massive crocodile orgy in Australia. <laughs> Sink your teeth into this wily episode of the Bananas podcast. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to Bananas. I'm sitting across from the screenwriter of not only one, but two Mm. films in Netflix's top two slots last week and this week, Scotty Landis. Oh, I'll take it. I I appreciate you rooting me on because... What a town. What an industry we picked the for security B. The worst. And that right there is everybody's favorite stand-up comedian and um, my best bud, Kurt, Curdy B. Brown Oler. That's O-H-L-E-R. Thank for you. For those keeping score at home. And then my hot sauce will be called Kurt Brown Oler's Hurt Brown Holer. Ooh. Hmm? Spicy. I'm looking into it already. I'm going to get him for merch. Pucker up. Yeah, That's baby. cool. Uh, so just to remind everybody, we're going to see you uh, in November. November in Richmond? Can't wait for Richmond. Can't wait for the Richmond. The Paris of the South. That's what they always say. Baltimore? The Paris of the North. Atlantic. Paris of the Mid-Atlantic. Everybody knows that to be the City of Lights. And then, of course, Brooklyn, the New York of the, of the Brooklyn Borough. <laughs> The New York of the Brooklyn Borough in Paris. Uh, Brooklyn, you know we're going to the Bell House. Baltimore, we're at the Auto Bar. And Richmond, the Funny Bone. I have always wanted to I've never been in Funny Bone. I've never been I'm inside pumped. a Funny Bone. I have a feeling this, Richmond the is going to be name. the rowdiest one. I, I just really? Think, I think they are glad we're More coming. More than like, Baltimore? Baltimore will be really fun, <laughs> mostly because thirty-five people from my family are going to be there. So that'll be that'll be a wild one for a different way. Um, might keep the rated R stories in my back pocket for that show. Might not. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I'll let everybody. I'm a grown man. I can do whatever. You the can hell do whatever I want. the hell you want. And then, of course, December 9th, we're in Philadelphia, and December 10th, we're in Pittsburgh, and of course, December 8th, I'll be in Philadelphia doing stand-up the night before, so you can come see that as well. That's at Helium. And then, of course, in uh, in Pittsburgh, we're at the Improv. Um, That's cool. It's going to be great. What a lot of... These are our last five shows of the year. Bananimals, come on out. Bring your Bane animals. Bring your Brone animals. It's going to be a while till we're back on the road. It will. Because until the spring. things so are cranking are back up for work here. We got to get, you know, making things. And, we got to get um, making things. We got to get making things, Scotty. But you know what? But enough about these tours. You know mm. who I'm excited about? Tell me. Our, today's guest, a very special Ooh, guest, Scotty. It's a goodie. Our guest today is an actor, podcast host, and activist. You might know her 
from her roles on The Good Place, oh yeah, or She-Hulk, oh yeah, or her fantastic podcast on mental health, I Weigh, or her very funny podcast called Bad Dates, which is so good, and it's on Wondery, and I've been a guest, it's very fun. Please, welcome to the show, Jamila Jamil. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you, it's good to see you. Lovely to see you. What a treat. What a wonderful day to talk about strange news. Scotty and Jimmy, mm-hmm. have you, you guys know each other? You know what? We met one time, and I'll tell you when. I was when the, was it? I was the co-head writer of the Misery Index, and you yeah. and I met once, because I mm-hmm. didn't go to New York for all the taping, but one time I was like, hey, nice In to the meet LA you. office, right? When I yes. came in, I think I, I was wearing like a one- maroon suit, and they showed me a very strange version of the show. That's that right. You guys had met. And yeah, so I, I was on to another job, but I was like, I'd love to work on this because I love Robbie Anderson. And then we met one time and I was like, all right, guys, see you in New York. And then just yeah. never saw you again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Anyways, oh, you did a great job. You were awesome on that oh, show. Thank you very much. I loved that. I loved that show. And I'm very sad you didn't get to come to New York. But now we get to hang out. Now we're hanging. Mm-hmm. Um, Could he be? Bad Dates is so what? funny. Thank you. You're so funny on it. Oh, and, hush uh, your I mouth. absolutely owed you one uh, for being so brilliant on the show. See, this is why you should do people's podcasts, guys. Then Jamil will mm-hmm. come on your podcast. It's ve- she's <laughs> very kind. She's very nice. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Kurt I'm does have some bad dates. I mean, Kurt, you have some legendarily bad dates, so that all, I can't wait to tune in and hear which one you spoke of. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kurt's, Kurt's story is probably one of the best of the entire series. Oh, my goodness. I've now, I've now recorded almost all of them, and yours is, uh, your episode is, is the standout, uh, a standout horror shit show <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sounds about right um and tell- why is that why why are there so many i thought i thought that was just like a standalone moment is this a thing with you no i just had a very wild time uh that's right. because i did this weird very weird thing where i was with someone from 18 to 31 and then we decided to take like time off to decide whether or not we were going to get married by sleeping with other people. So then mm-hmm. in like, uh, and then that turned into much longer period, obviously, mm-hmm. and we ended up breaking up. But in those like two years post that, I essentially uh, like lost my mind sex mania. as a yeah. 21, like, like I was a 21-year-old boy, but um, in the body of a 31-year-old grown adult That's man. That's the best. women love that women love that i was very upfront with everyone and i'd be blended right in with every other guy in new york city i bet it it was it was very exciting for some people who were just like oh my god this is like someone who's just out of jail no disrespect at all to your previous relationship sorry that sounded wrong no you know it was it was 100 percent. yes yeah and it's also like, oh, this guy who looks like a pastor is really insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, Jamila, do you want to hear about this? Uh, these crocodiles? No, I'm good. Yes, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine if you were not interested in strange news. You're like, I think we should focus oh, on some I of the... I hate the news. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, this title is Low Flying Helicopter Sparks Massive Crocodile Orgy in Australia. This was sent in by so many bananimals. 
Um, yes. <laughs> I saw it first from Sarah Saul. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Uh, so the the drop head is a, chun- a Chinook helicopter flying above a crocodile farm in Queensland appears to have set off a huge sex frenzy with the crocs mistaking the noise and vibrations as a signal, it was time to make babies. Wow. <laughs> um, <a> lot- <laughs> Just that easy. <laughs> this is fascinating because it the reasons are very actually interesting why it happened. Okay. A large-scale saltwater crocodile mating frenzy was recently triggered by an uh, unlikely suspect in Australia, a low-flying Chinook helicopter. Ranchers from the Karuna Crocodile Farms in Queensland, which is home to over 3,000 crocodiles, said their scaly residents became aroused after the flyby and, quote, mated <laughs> like mad. Mm-hmm. By the way, this is, of course, on our favorite website, IFL Science. Um, and it's mm-hmm. written by Jacqueline Kwan, who a lot of Ooh. people we know as the best yeah, in the personally. biz. She's great. She's great. Uh, John Lever, owner of the farm, told ABC that the Chinook pilots use his farm as a marker point to change course mid-flight, with one pilot recently coming especially low so the people on board could snap a few photos of the Crocs. Quote, yeah. all the big... God, I bet they got more than they bargained for in those photos. <laughs> for real? Classic. But Jesus Christ. These... It's like Caligula. <laughs> <laughs> it is the fall of the Roman Empire is immediately when that Chinook goes by. All of the big males got up and roared and bellowed up at the sky. And then after the helicopters left, they mated like mad. There's something about the sonic waves that really gets them stirred up. And so, of course, this is this website is I fucking love science. So we're going to get into it. (laughs) Get into it. So what is it about low flying helicopters that gets Crocs in the (laughs) mood? Question. That is the question. Herpetology. Another question is, do I now call my vagina my scaly resonance? <laughs> mm-hmm. You're allowed to call it whatever you want. There are a lot of helicopters over LA, what a so name. be careful. <laughs> the scaly yeah. name. <laughs> also, a great way to figure out if someone you're on a date with is cool or not. Mm. Do you want to also, meet the scaly a- resident? <laughs> <laughs> also, that's just, that's the standalone clip now from this entire episode is just completely out of context me That's asking right. you that question <laughs> don't you worry we don't even do the video we don't even don't do video so we should um herpetologist amazing name mm-hmm. for people who like amazing crocodiles mm-hmm. uh, mark o'shea from the university of wolverhampton in the uk told sure. live science there are a few reasons why a helicopter helicopter might spark a crocodile sex frenzy <laughs> One reason may be tied to helicopters simulating many of the warning signs of an incoming thunderstorm. Heavy rains are known to have an aphrodisiac effect on many species of crocodilians, and saltwater Whoa. crocodiles appear to time mating so new hatchlings do not drown in flood water after heavy rains and storms. So they mate during the thunderstorms with the hope that when their eggs are hatched, it will be a dry time. Um, How quick is it between... Shagging and it does not cooking. say, but it must right. be months, well, right? If out. it's like they they start at the top of the wet season, yeah, yeah. Um, usually, I come from London, which is just a three hundred and sixty five <laughs> day wet season, so they mm. could, that's why there's no yeah. crocodiles. All, all of the seas are just wet season one, two, three, yeah. and four. Are you enjoying yeah, your wet season three all year long in England? <laughs> 
Uh, three weeks is the answer. The time between mating and egg laying is three weeks for American alligators, saltwater crocodiles. The mating behavior starts. Uh, they lay eggs four to six weeks. Wow. That is a reasonable pregnancy. Pretty that quick turnaround. They're also yeah. very small with their born. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just a... <laughs> Sorry. I know, and there's a bunch a of them. <laughs> Uh, but the low-flying helicopter's rotors may produce the same signals that tell crocodiles a storm is close. Crocodiles have multi-sensory organs called integumentary sensory organs that are used to detect changes such as movements in the water, atmospheric mm-hmm. pressure, and mm-hmm. sounds at extremely low frequencies. Quote, I imagine that the downdraft from a large, heavy helicopter would create a change in pressure that the ISOs on crocodile skin can detect so dropping barometric pressure from a downdraft may resemble the change in pressure from a storm. What? God, that is right. insane. Isn't but that- also amazing to know if you were, not saying I would, ever to want to film a crocodile porno. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's incredible to know an immediate trigger like that. Yeah. If only human beings were that simple. I mean, some humans are that simple. Yeah. I'd, I'd say a some lot of human beings are easier. You don't need there was a, that woman, a military there was that woman helicopter. Who, I know, but there was that woman who um, had 350 orgasms a day. She had like a condition that Ooh. meant she couldn't stop coming. And she couldn't have like the uh, washer or dryer on in her house. Otherwise, she'd just start Ooh, screaming boy. and having an orgasm. She couldn't oh, go on the bus. Boy. Like it was, it was the point where it was actually like she was able to get like dis- disability allowance because she couldn't really function. She couldn't live anywhere near a train station. Anything could set her off. Couldn't have a... Uh, electric toothbrush. Pogo that's you imagine, Yeah, you can imagine that's the plaque crazy. build up. Um, yeah, a crazy. It sounds quite joyous, but also quite agonizing. Oh, no, it the sounds, Im- sounds immediately like ag. 350 <laughs> after, yeah. after the, eight. It was I'm insane. going, I'm st- I want out. I was mad. <laughs> the footage is crazy. The poor woman, she's just like, just losing it, just coming all day. Oh, like oh it looks God. like a real nuisance when it's happening. You know what this yeah. really re- this makes me think of like uh, it seems like it's funny and then when you actually see it it's like oh my god this per- this is ter- this is torture. Totally. It's the same for a narcoleptic dog. Yes. Like there's videos of narcoleptic dogs where you're like this is the funniest thing I've ever seen <laughs> where it's just a dog walking along and then he falls asleep bing, bing, bing. and falls snooze, over. Snooze, snooze. <laughs> yeah. But then you like watch like two more minutes and they're like, it's actually very sad. He can't eat or enjoy Yeah, well, himself. I mean, with that woman, it was really dangerous. There was that other woman who um, wanked to death. You know, did you hear about that woman? She, sorry. No. I shouldn't have waited. You're perfect your for drink. this podcast. My no, ex-wife. She, yeah. yeah. I heard of her. I've heard of her. No, Best she, it wasn't like a, life. it wasn't like an asphyxia wank. It was, uh, she, I think she was like a nanny or something and she just um used a vibrator something like either 19 or 24 times i think it was 24 times 23 24 sure. times uh, in a row and had heart failure <gasps> and then was just found like vibrator on vag what a way know, to go. god what a way so to go it's also just like that's an intense it's an intense funeral you know because it is an intense uh, funeral there's a big wanking elephant in the room where you also can't talk about the, yeah, if you your know, phone the buzzes, and, yeah. yeah, you get a couple text messages during the ceremony. <laughs> People are like, Side "That's eye. not funny. Stop yeah. doing that." Yeah, so it can be quite dangerous. Um, well, you, feel, I feel bad for the friend who gave her it as a present, <laughs> 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 and she had never used it one before ever. Janet, uh, you're gonna love this. I mean, but I don't. 
one would just pass out. It's mad. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I have buried this trivia away in me for years and never had a place to put it until now. So thank you Ta-da! for having me on. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Kurt, does it say so? Okay, so, so th- and does then the this only- fuck up their reproduction though? Because if it's not going to be the rainy season or the dry season, like if this this threw them out of whack, or was it just it triggered something that was about to happen? It doesn't matter because they're in captivity. So if they have eggs, oh, the eggs will be taken care that's of. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, the other potential explanation is that there could be something called infrasound because those ISOs pick up very low level frequencies, mm-hmm. and so if the, and that's called infrasound. So if there's infrasound, that could just trigger them to just, I don't know, want to fuck. Because again, thunderstorms, which is crazy. Like that's, it is, you just see how like, oh yeah, they were around at the same time as dinosaurs. It's all They're just like a thunderstorm and they fuck and then they don't and do other things when there's not raining. (laughs) I think it's a perfect rainy day activity. It is. Thank you. You have to do it in the rain though for them. It's sad that they did that and then no rain came and then probably all their eggs drowned. That's what I was saying. <laughs> they That's mistimed what I'm it, thinking. yeah. They mistimed it. It yeah. threw it off. They fucked it up. And it's now like they're take- extinct. That's right. You take the molly, <laughs> That's you're what going took to it. a festival, and then your car breaks down, and then you're just sitting at Jiffy Loop with <laughs> yeah. your four friends on molly. That's a hell of a day. That's not being at Coachella. <laughs> someone, someone was recently telling me that their parents' defining story is that they were going to go, they were on their way to um, Woodstock, and then the, the, their dad saw that there was a lot of traffic, and he's like, oh, this is going to take a long time to get out. And so they just turned around and never went to Woodstock. <laughs> Um, I was not going to tell this story, and please don't make this the clip for we the. I know there's, you don't no do clip. Video, there's no clip. There's no clip. But you can keep it in. Uh, I was debating whether or not to tell the story because it's so deeply personal. But seeing as you did bear all on my podcast, mm-hmm. I'm going to do the same. Which is that I I once had a um, an orgasm incident from an unintentional source of vibration sure, myself. What? Totally Which normal. is, uh, thanks. Um, I was a DJ and one time I used to DJ for things called the Farmer's Ball, which is where all the young farmers <laughs> in the UK come together uh, several it times a year. It's unbelievable. Very burly. It's unfucking believable And it's, uh, it's because they don't really get weekends because the farmer's uh-huh. market uh, on the weekends. Yes. So, so yeah. every few months they, they pay for these ginormous Farmer's Ball and they're themed. Like there was one that was like, where's Waldo themed? And all of these drunk... <laughs> like 21 year old farmers are just all lost and no one can find their friends because everyone's dressed identically and they're smashed they're wasted Uh, it was like some of the most fun I've ever had was DJing the farmers balls but one time we were playing this very big warehouse it was like two floors of people and I'm like right in the kind of middle by the wall and as in like I'm in the center of all of them on the stage and I uh I get onto the decks and I realize as soon as I get onto the decks that I am standing on this giant speaker. They've put the decks on a speaker. No. Which is an insane and impossible thing to do because if I yes. had vinyl, I wouldn't have been able to play anything, but right. they knew I was playing USB. So the the bass was like, I was yep. surrounded by big speakers and the bass was like moving through my body. And oh, it, it was does. Just, there's just nothing you can do in that situation <laughs> where I just then started to have 
orgasm after orgasm, but like no. not in a fun way, in a deeply oh, no. humiliating, like gonna <laughs> piss my pants way. Yeah. Can't, and you can't have to work. Control my legs anymore. Have to be able to concentrate. Like not fun. Like painful after a while. Just again and again and again. And I'm just desperately looking for songs that have no bass. I'm like, have I got <laughs> the any dance Mozart? party? Yeah. Have I got? <laughs> do I have any quiet Bach? Um, and just like becoming more and more. Couldn't pee for like nine hours afterwards. Oh, like collapsed Lord. At, Collapsed at the end of the set. and had to keep, because I was like sort of deep breathing. I was trying, I was like hunched over and my tour manager was like, are you okay? And I was like, I've got asthma. It's just a bit of asthma. And I just looked pained and The whole uh, time during the DJ yeah. set. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't pee my pants. Uh, almost never peed again. Um, but at least I didn't and I kept on thinking I'd read the story about the woman because uh, this happened like oh god years and years and years ago I think she was Eastern European and I um, I remember thinking of her being like if I if am I gonna die like is this how do I die in front of like 6,000 farmers dressed as where's Waldo like yeah. is this where purgatory is gonna be am I gonna be left here um, but yeah that, that was is- the did you have what, a DJ the, name? No, it was just my name. It was just it was, uh, under because okay. I was a radio okay. DJ for BBC. So okay. like that was that gotcha. was part that was part of the whole thing. Is that I would go out and DJ across the UK. But it was um it it's so much hot. It sounds so much hotter than it was. It was. Uh, no, it sounds awful. It was like That's it was bad. like a night. It's like you're you know you're naked in a crowd. Is is the way it feels. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my I DJ love the idea. Were crazy. Of a wide shot of just a hundred where's Waldos and you no, looking no, 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 pained. No, no, no. Six thousand. <laughs> Six thousand farmers. And Six you looking farmers. pained on top, yeah. like a, a lording over all of yeah, them. Yeah, just hyperventilating in front of all of them. Not smiling, not having a fun time, sweating, pouring of sweat, legs crossed, nothing I can do, can't move the speaker because it's ginormous. That um, is so insane because so yeah, those speakers... That that bass it like rattles your bones. It goes yeah. through your whole body. Was, nothing like that has ever happened before. I have, I, I don't. I think that was one of my last ever DJ gigs. So <laughs> this shit isn't worth it. But um, but yeah, I, I identify heavily with the crocodiles. Good All right, good Scotty, them. give me another one. Sure, I'm happy to. Uh, <laughs> Michaela B sent this in. Thank you, Michaela B. This was on KETV Seven ABC, Nebraska. Uh, written by the best in the business i mean this dude just types them better than anybody else jake anderson i love jake anderson are you kidding me i have a i have a googler for everything jake writes and when i see his name it puts a little smile on my face that's (laughs) right i jump out of bed nebraska man recovering after being hit by a deer while bicycling with his pet parrot (laughs) say it again Nebraska man recovering after being hit by a deer while bicycling <laughs> with his pet parrot. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, I'm imagining it being like, uh, you know, um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid where the parrot's on the front yes. like, and they're uh, riding and it's, it's the romantic it's not music. too dissimilar, actually. <laughs> Kearney, Nebraska. The great Kearney, Nebraska that we all know exactly where that is. A Nebraska man is recovering after a wild crash. The bicyclist uh, bicyclist said he was hit by a deer while riding his bike 
with his pet parrot. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> the details actually get better. Jeff Morgan said... You could just say that sentence seven more times and I would laugh every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeff Morgan said he often goes for moonlight bike rides in <laughs> Fort Kearney with his pet parrot, Lucy. Okay, well, this man is fucking his parrot. And that's sad. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. <laughs> yes. Uh, but on his last ride, uh, Friday night, Morgan said he saw a flash <laughs> of brown, then woke up on the ground with his parrot pecking at him. Quote. <laughs> pecking at him where? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, it, almost, it almost sailed right into me, he said. It was in a dead full run. I think because it must have jumped and it literally landed right on me, Morgan said. <gasps> it's like being struck by lightning. What are the chances of that? How does he know? Whoa. How, How does, does he fucking know? know? Yeah. Grow up. Grow this up. Dude rides, this dude rides with a parrot. This dude's totally been hit by lightning. <laughs> He's everything weird has happened to this guy. <laughs> Jeff Morgan. God, I'm imagining the shot of him then being propelled probably into the sky with the parrot of like E.T. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Going past the moon. <laughs> he is bruised up. The photo of him, he took it to the face. I mean, this deer laid his ass out. A deer Morgan. is ginormous. He's so lucky that he didn't get like antlered. Oh, he could have gotten impaled. Yeah. If it had landed on his head or anything. Chest. Oh my God. Do you God. think that's Jesus taking the wheel about his relationship with his parrot? Yes, Just I do. Well, if I mean... Hint. If it was, yeah. wouldn't he have gotten more injured? That's true. <laughs> this is that more is like saying, like, your parrot saved your life. That's true. Because he pecked at you. Yeah. Well, this strengthens the bond. It is. Uh, Jeff Morgan walked, walked to the nearest campsite, where he then got a ride home. He then eventually went to the emergency room to be checked out and is expected to make a full recovery. The bird was uninjured. Lucy the bird. <laughs> yes. We were all uh, holding out to hear about the bird. What about the poor deer? Did the deer make it? I think the deer made it. I think the deer just got oh, wow. a great story out of it and just yeah, charged yeah. off into mm -hmm. yet another the deer Nebraska is cornfield. This, yeah, the deer is telling this story on its own second podcast. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I I remember once I was walking Griffith Park and it's like the top. I think I've told this story before, but the top of the the right hand side. There was like this side goes down yeah. and then the other side goes like straight up and a deer and I've never seen deer in Griffith Park, but it was a buck and it was big. Huh. And something must have been chasing it, but it just ran and it was maybe one foot in front of me, but then jumped from the edge all the way over like a fire road that we were like walking on. So it's probably like a 16 feet wide foot road jumped in the air in front of us like seven feet over our heads and then landed on the downhill slope and just kept going like through through like chaparral it, it must have been that what's it called like p92 or whatever that oh yeah chasing it right mountain line yeah yeah r.i.p that's r.i.p so ex I, I know that's uh that's so exciting that that's yes. happening right in our backyard. right there that's great right there Zelda, my dog, was going, like, trying to chase after it. And I was like, this no, is no, how no, no, you no. die. Yeah. <laughs> Just flying <laughs> off the cliff. That's one it's of so the worst good. road accidents I've ever heard of. Yeah. Have you, ever had, have you ever had, like, a strange animal-infused road accident? I got, I got, uh, I mean, I, I ran away from a bee into the road and got hit by a car into another car. You did? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry. How bad were you defining, injured? Pretty bad, pretty bad. Defining oh, no. moment of my life. Uh, yeah, oh, broke my no. back. But uh, also then became Sheila. 
even more afraid of bees. Uh, of course. I already was like so afraid of bees because of my girl and because I'm allergic uh, and refuse to ever just remember to bring an EpiPen anywhere with me. Yeah. Um, I just ran into the I run into traffic instinctively still to this very day. So yeah. <laughs> That's again, are you allergic to bees or you just hate bees? I'm allergic to, no, I'm allergic oh, okay. to bees okay. and wasps. Um, but I, uh, and I didn't have my EpiPen on me, but I also just, I'm harrowed by them. They freak me out more than anything else. I can't even, I didn't even watch Yellow Jackets, which apparently has nothing to do with bees, but they no. had a wasp on the cup or a bee, a yellow jacket yes. bee or wasp or whatever on the yeah. um poster so i just swore off the show and i've heard that it's amazing and that melanie linsky is incredible in it but she i have is. such a huge issue with bees and wasps that i i can't stop associating it so i haven't yet watched it i'm a crazy person has that You're come across to yet break your back <laughs> to avoid being stung by a bee yeah had i known maybe i would have taken my chances <laughs> with the bee but um i don't know what it is about them i think it's just how old were you control I was 17, maybe just before my 17th birthday. Oh my God, what, what part of your back did you break? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just the bottom near the sacroiliac. Like the like the three lumbar vertebrae? Yeah. That's the ones there. I broke. The I broke the three lumbars. Ooh, yeah. How long did it take you to recover? It was probably about, a, it was a year, but I never had to be mm-hmm. bed. I, I, could ne- I just couldn't like go move more than a walk in eighth grade. I've got so I had to walk everywhere. So mine is my, my recovery takes a lot longer than normal people, but um I really shattered my sacroiliacs. They had to kind of like piece it back together. But I um it was fine because I watched TV twenty four hours a day and I was being yeah. bullied at school. So I kind of it was, you know, I was on like very strong morphine, which is, you know, like in the heroin family. Mm-hmm. And I still refer to it as one of the, if not the best years of my life. So <laughs> everyone brings you great food. No one brings you like a salad, you know, during yeah. that time. Mm-hmm. Everyone brought me great food. No one Aww. said no to anything, you know. So <laughs> other than the lack of privacy and going to the toilet alone, that was the only bad part. But I was high, so I don't remember. It was a, it was an incredible time. That's yeah. So don't cry for me, input. Argentina. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there were trails. I lived kind of near the woods, and we would make trails, and people would ride mountain bikes, and people would ride ATVs around. And we found this vine one day, my, my best friend and I, and we were like, whoa, this could be something. So we walk up, we steal his mother's butcher knife, like a squared off butcher knife, and we chop the bottom mm. of the vine free. And then you could run down this hill with a vine and swing out, and it was incredible. And we did it for like three days. It was just the most You would just swing thing. out. There was no water below it. This no is water why, below. This is the sort of thing, is, which is why they say that men have a lower life expectancy. Than women. Yeah, lower 100%. everything. Lower IQ, thing. lower everything. So all these older guys, so I was probably 11, 12, something like that. But yeah, we told all the young kids and we'd all ride our bikes out the woods. And yeah, you'd run out and you'd kind of sail over the lower brush tree and then come back out. It was really God, fun. God, that's the, like stand by me. That's incredible. It was. So yeah. this these older guys find out, like the, the teenagers and this one dude, there were these two drug dealer dudes that used to hang out with the teenagers. And so now there's like a 30-year-old guy hanging out with all of us. And this guy, Pat, this guy that was our neighbor who was an absolute psycho, and again, hanging out with, I was 11-ish, he, he goes to do it, and he hits his foot on a stump, like a, a, just a sheared tree, and he's like, fuck that, and he like walks away, and we're like, okay, there goes Pat, glad we don't have to see him for the rest of the day, and then he comes back with a chainsaw. And he decides he's going to cut this stump down so the bigger, the heavier guys that pull the vine down more. 
can have the same wonderful boyish experience as the rest with of us. a chainsaw yeah stump so it's like a tree that was probably as big if you like put your arms out in a circle it was a big tree that somebody had cut years earlier and so that made the clearing in the woods for the vine to be able to swing don't you just love a 30 year old man who hangs around with 11 year olds with a chainsaw yeah yeah right this Nothing maryland baby yeah. Maryland, baby. <laughs> I wrote a movie about it. It's called Ma. Um, and so uh, so he cuts this thing down, and we're all standing back. You know, it's pretty cool also when you're 11, 12 years yeah. old to see anybody operate a chainsaw. You're like, hell yeah. And he cut that thing open, Jamila, and it was full of hornets. He <gasps> cut a stump full of bees. We got stung. I was very fast, and I saw what was happening, and I was at the head of the pack of about a dozen of us, aged 7 to Ugh. 30. Ugh. Uh, the slower kids, this kid that we called Peanut Butter because he always had chocolate around his mouth, Again, I don't I don't make these kids. <laughs> I up. also yeah. love that you say seven to thirty. It was seven to twelve and then one thirty Yes. Well there were some teenagers. <laughs> and so there was a guy wearing wrestling shoes, like the wrestling boots yeah. that uh, high school wrestlers wear, which have zero traction. So when he started to run, he just ran out of his own feet and just fell. So he's getting annihilated. People are screaming Hornets. like it's war. Like, yes. People are screaming. They're getting hit so much. I get two. I get two bee things, one on my back and one on my leg. Uh, uh, this kid, Peanut, got like, I mean, maybe 40 bee stings. Pat, who was chainsawing, his, his arms just get swarmed. I mean, imagine. It's funny. It kind of incorporates both stories. It's like the vibration and sound of a chainsaw is going to fire up these bees. And then he and just And then these alligators the nearby nest. started fucking. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so I slow down to watch that. Then the bees start singing me again. And then I orgasm so many times that a farmer comes over and asks me to DJ. So, so I make it to the house first. My best friend Kyle at the time, also very fast on the faster side of the group, gets their second. His brother gets in, locks the door. So then everybody's <gasps> outside the house being attacked by wasps. They locks do not the stop why do they fucking, Why do they fucking chase? Why do they, they never chase? stop. They're so mad. There's Hornets so, are the so only ones that vengeance. do that. Yeah. So then there's like 10 people rolling around in the grass like they're on fire, spraying each other with the hose. People are swatting in their face. And then the triage was this woman, Marcy, is putting toothpaste and Benadryl like on and Band-Aids. And then I guess if you rip cigarettes open and put tobacco on bee stings, it helps numb it or st- it does something. And there are kids with 40, 50, 60 bee stings. People oh are like God. calling their parents about getting EpiPens. And there's fucking Pat running with a chain stall, still revving, just getting stung night and day. And I got <laughs> two because <laughs> I got to the house first. It, oh, look at Whoa, that. I had a balloon wait, effect happen. Balloons just happened? How did that happen? Wait a second. Two. I'm so glad someone try get else balloons. saw that. Was that. I was like. Yeah. That's how I tell stories. Just <laughs> how did that two. happen? I don't know. So everyone, just so everyone knows, we're on Zoom, and Scotty just had two held two up, two and fingers. then <laughs> digital balloons just came over his face. They celebrated me only having two bee stings. They're like, "Way to go, champ! You were fast as a youth." That was, it was so weird. That was, it was wild. Really weird. Yeah. I'm no, really glad everyone here. else saw that. I was like. Thank you. Okay, the drugs have kicked in. <laughs> oh boy. Um, well, we'll we'll figure it out on the second half of this fine, fine, and fantastic episode of Bananas. Bananas.
And we're back. Scotty, you got any shout outs before we get right back in it to with our fantastic guest? I sure do. Thanks, everybody, for sending the shout outs to the Bananas Podcast at Instagram. No birthdays, no anniversaries, please. Danielle wants to shout herself out after a tough year and a sudden divorce after 14 years of marriage. She oh. just closed on a house, which allows her to keep her kids in the same schools. And she's yeah. very proud to be a single mom and make all these single mom accomplishments happen. So good As for you, As a son of single mom, congratulations. Right on. Good for you. Uh, Mary Kate Luft, which sounds like a character name, but is this real human being's name? Wants to shout out her boyfriend, Paul, who bought tickets to our Bananas Live in Baltimore, Kurt E.B. Oh, hell yeah. He's going through Fire Academy. She's in grad school. They're both stressed out of their minds, and they could use a few lofts, she says. It'll happen. It'll happen. We guarantee at least one loft at our Baltimore show. (laughs) Uh, Katie Kakesian, again, great name. Katie Kakesian wants to shout out her little banana son, Ben. He loves the Banana Boys because he loves our prayer candle, Kurt. Okay, well, he can't listen to this episode. Not quite no, he this cannot. one. He's going to put a warning at the top of this one. <laughs> Not for Ben. <laughs> ben Proof. Uh, ben was a COVID baby, so he hasn't had a ton of social socialization with other kids, but he's been so brave and excited about it. Uh, Mom and dad are proud of you, Ben. And Yay, B, Ben. When he takes uh, bubble baths in the bathtub, he says, we've got bubbles. Yes, we've got bubbles. Jamila, have you ever <laughs> been to Dubai? Uh, once for Did- about six hours. Kurt and I have told a story um, about the nightclubs there that can't say that they have alcohol, but they can say we've got bubbles. To like- so it sounds like just creepy, <laughs> creepy radio advertisements going, come on down. <laughs> we've got bubbles. <laughs> That's how it ends. So, so three-year-old ridiculous. Ben in the bathtub is saying, <laughs> we've got bubbles. Uh, and last but not least, sorry, Curdy B. Last but not least, uh, this one's very cool, and Ben can listen to this one too. D wants to congratulate his fiance A, for bringing five brand new cheetah cubs into the world last week. This Holy brings her shit. total to 50 cheetah cubs. Which what? is significant because there are only 7,000 cheetahs in the world. Wow. Oh, my so God. So that is a big number. And he can't wait to marry A, the bringer of cheetah life, uh, at the end of October in Philadelphia. Oh, wonderful. I would have thought they were called kittens, but I am a buffoon. <laughs> so 50 <laughs> cheetah cubs, good work, A. And congrats on the wedding, guys. Yay. Congrats. And, of course, we are here congrats. with the fantastic and wonderful, wonderful. Jamila Jamal. Did you guys hear that insane Hollywood rumor that's been going around for about a decade about mm-hmm. the very, very, very famous A-lister mm-hmm. male? So apparently this guy, he, um, on his birthday, rents out an island full of handsome young men. Mm-hmm. And uh, these young men know what they're signing up for. Mm-hmm. This sexy mm-hmm. island with lots of nice food and drinks. Um, <laughs> but he likes to lower down from a helicopter uh into the <laughs> island um and then he everyone has to run and he gets to chase them and if he catches you he gets to have sex with you so uh 
you are fully informed beforehand that that's what that is and I don't think it's a surprise for anyone. You're probably going to have to cut this out of the episode. Nope. But it's nope. my, my favourite Hollywood story. I'm not going to say who it's about because mm-hmm. I don't want to get sued. Um, but it's a very, very famous and popular mm-hmm. story in LA. Yeah. Have you heard it before? I mean, I that story about of- Ronald Reagan? Yeah, we all know that one. <laughs> <laughs> Generational talent, actor Ronald turned President yeah. Reagan. Yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> It's it's uh, Hunger Games. I like <laughs> it's when the you, birthday Hunger Games. I like those stories. I like They're when you really hear good. those and you're like, oh boy. And then you also see the minor version. Like, I the first time I ever went to Chateau Marmont, people just for dinner, people were like, do you see him be famous? I'm like, you know what I did? I saw Benicio del Toro. He came down in a robe and slippers, got takeout food, looked around the, the tables, and then walked back to the elevator and went right back up. I'm like, that's the celebrity sighting yeah. I want to see. Yes, yeah, yeah, just yeah, a guy really in a is. robe. A lot of ghost celebrity sightings there, apparently. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's mm-hmm. one of the cabanas where if you look in the mirror, you can see Montgomery Clift. I yeah. fucking shit myself. I have yeah. no desire. Nope. He's a very handsome, sweet man, but I have no desire. No, you also, it also makes a lot of sense because it is a, it is the hotel of choice for drug parties. Sure. So I, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, gonna yeah. see a lot of you're gonna see a lot of ghosts that oh, night. God, of all of the ghosts, can you imagine anyone more annoying than celebrity ghosts? The worst. Yeah, the worst. Can who really you want you to want to be seen? Yeah. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Can you see me? Can yeah, you see how do me? I look? Yeah. I can't. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, the um, ghost of Robin Williams walked into your house. You're like, oh, God. I'm sure you're a lovely guy, I would but be, please yeah. turn it off. Please turn it off. I think he's off. the only one I'd be okay with, but, but the majority of these motherfuckers, like, no thank you. Yeah. All right. We have, uh, do we have time for maybe one or two more. Do you want to get into one, Jamila? Yeah, I'm going to try and stop telling sex stories. Um, Here we that's go. This, ain't, totally this cool. one's not going to help you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, we'll, no, I'm just kidding. We'll if, lead well, it away. It's, I'm just kidding. Here it is. Homicidal Winnie the Pig movie shown to Miami Springs school children. <laughs> <laughs> this was in the Miami New Times, written by Theo Carantzalis. Oh, I love Theo Carantzalis' writing. He's the best in the biz. Really good. The drop headline is, Oh, bother. Winnie the Pooh went on a murderous (laughs) rampage in full view of fourth graders. Uh, Here it is. Counseling was offered to fourth grade students after a teacher showed them a slasher fic depicting the beloved children's book (laughs) characters, Winnie the Pooh and Piglet, on a murderous rampage. In Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, (laughs) the once lovable honey-obsessed bear turns feral after his bestie Christopher Robin leaves for college. Enraged by Robin's abandonment, Pooh and Piglet develop a seething hatred for humanity. First off, amazing idea for a movie. I love this idea. I would watch this movie. I watch the trailer, and the trailer is... Like the fir- the before you start seeing all of the blood and gore, which is not my favorite thing. Is it a cartoon or is it a live action? Is live action, oh, um, wow. and before it's a bad mask. The opening se- segment is Christopher Robin and his fiance coming back to the Hundred Acre Wood, and they and it's just been devastated, mm-hmm. and like every and like they're just seeing like Rue is dead, like everybody's dead, uh, and uh, and it's just like them walking around a creepy abandoned village, and then all of a sudden Pooh and Piglet show up. Oh, I don't know about great. I don't know about sharing the IP of these classic children's things because then it could be Winnie the Pooh the porno. 
It is. Uh, like, it already sh- exists. That's, really? that's out there. That's out Everything there. Everything that becomes... Is that a big genre? Public domain. I'm so sure. Like, yeah. yeah. Look, I'll Google it right now. Okay. I have no fear of what I'm going to be shown after. You already can picture it. Sure. There's a whole group of people that find Shrek attractive, and there is a, a whole website dedicated to women that find Shrek very attractive. I learned about this about two months ago. Yep. Oh, yeah. There that's, it is. Yep. That's, <gasps> yep, that's very upsetting. What is he doing to Piglet? <laughs> It's very upsetting is what it is. That's very upsetting. What is he doing? What's wrong with people? (laughs) It's a great question. Only everything. I mean, he is already already naked from the waist down. So I can see where the thought process begins. He's halfway there. (laughs) He's Donald Duck. There it it. is. Yep. And that is rule 34. Um so <laughs> well so also the, before we jump on and i don't yeah. we don't have to talk about this but if you don't but i saw kurt do a performance once with just the top half of a suit on in new york city no <laughs> underpants no underpants. Are, wait are you talking about alec baldwin no oh, okay because there was another just, bit this multiple times i saw that no there was too. a different bit alec baldwin was an alec baldwin mask where his mouth was cut through and then he just loved to eat um, cream pies. So there was a lot of cream pies on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, it was back in the day. I was in my early 20s. It was experimental and beautiful. The one I'm I don't to, know what you're talking about. It was you came out and you did early stand-up wearing only a suit top. You kept saying, this is my suit top. And you had a <laughs> suit, a shirt, and a tie. No pants, no shoes, no underwear. And every time you would like point and like raise an arm or whatever, like your suit would lift a little bit and the audience would have a little peekaboo moment of their own. How are you not on some sort of offenders register for that in America? Because <laughs> it, was, it was like we the late adults. 90s, the yeah. early 2000s. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> was pretty, that was pretty so typical in all comedy. There was, a, there was a time. There was yes. a time. What made it come in that you can't even pee on the street here? Mm. <laughs> I love this Great coming from, transition. from, not from you. I from mean, the I UK. can. You can't. I can. You can't. No. I just love that the UK, in London especially, it is everywhere. Oh, it's crazy. It's, it's like insane. My, my dogs fucking love England because obviously dogs <laughs> love piss. That's and so, so they can't get enough. They can't get enough. They're exhausted after such a short walk because they get exhausted from just sniffing so much. And they come out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Kate Moss in the nineties, just like um, it's we're amazing. going to piss town. That's yeah. so fun. It's so foul. It's so disgusting, and it's so weird. Like that, that we have urinals literally in the middle of like the equivalent of Times Square, that. just yeah. out there. And then the rest of the time, they they actually took it away because they realized people were still just choosing to pee on the wall. Um, <laughs> instead of in the urinal, yeah, it's really wild. A friend of it's mine wild. moved out of London officially when she she found a human shit outside of her bin outside, and she was like, "Nope, <laughs> no, uh, London has yeah. fallen." Time to go um, to the country. Yeah. The one time I went to Oktoberfest, I was in Munich and I was with these women and these two um, women from Hamburg, and I was like, "I'm sorry, Americans come here and get drunk and act like assholes." And she goes. Oh, we don't mind the Americans. We mind the Brits because they piss all over everything and the Aussies come and start fist fights all the time. And I was like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. We're slightly above the guys that piss everywhere and the guys that punch each other in the face after two big beers. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We just wear big puffy jackets and continually ask for directions. No, but seriously, what <laughs> happened? Why did the why did the dick become 
um, illegal? Like, not just the dick, but why did body parts become illegal? Because even nipples aren't yeah. allowed. Uh, right. Proudest, I, well, people, I think there's a lot of reasons, and I've wondered as well. Um, but I think, you know, part of it is that, like, you know, this country was founded by religious zealots. No, I know, mm-hmm. but where were they in the 90s? Like, how did everyone get to see your It just, like, tackle? trickles in. Oh, uh, oh, it was New York City, like, pre-9-11. It was pretty, pretty wheeling, yeah. <laughs> was it was pretty crazy. The, right. Was 9-11 changed down. a lot. Yeah. Oh, um, my goodness. Then Rudy Giuliani was just like, no, Do, I will would you be say, crazy. Would you say that that is the only reason you now wear pants during comedy? Great question. You have to. <laughs> Smart. No, uh, I would say I would say that what Scotty is referring to was at a late night comedy show that Correct. I did once. <laughs> there were I other won't bits. Forget it. <laughs> Seared into mine. I was like, I looked at him. I'm like, bananas. We need a podcast called Bananas. <laughs> it was like you know that was all. It was always about like what what's the bounds that can we find the edge of what That's is right. allowed to be done on this stage. Right. And that was kind of what everyone was trying to do at that time. I yeah, think. it was fun. Sounds like you found it. It sounds amazing. Found the edge, all right. <laughs> we did find the edge. Scotty, give us one more to send us home. We got five minutes. How about this sweet one? Since we've done all sorts of insane ones, Got Sarah sent this in. Thank you, Got Sarah. We'll still Thank ruin this one. Come on. Yeah, impossible <laughs> to ruin this one. Uh, my modern met. Uh, which is a real website that real people look at What's sometimes. What's it called? MyModernMet.com. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. We got a lot uh, of stories from there. Yeah, Margarita is Cole is the writer. It's like a sort of art world, feel good. It's more, it's like an elevated news. Okay. Yeah. more art world. I think it's like the metropolitan kind of thing. Yeah, okay, you're not better than me. Just... I'm, <laughs> I'm not even on the same arena. I'm out the front selling Oh, you're so Jager much Meister higher than shots. me. You're fucking modern Met. My modern yeah. bet. Yeah, that's what puts Sorry, us I above. Heard of it, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got it. It's my ringtone. What, what is this Husband. writer? Uh, Margarita Cole. Oh, my God. That's such an, a beautiful name. Margarita Cole, best in the biz. Best in the biz. Husband plants 1.2 million sunflowers across 80 acres to surprise his wife on their 50th anniversary. Two million? 1.2 million. Uh, what happened? Say that I'm again. Uh, husband plants 1.2 million sunflowers across 80 acres to surprise his wife on their 50th anniversary. A delight. Huh. She is <laughs> allergic oh, to sunflowers, ironically. Uh, no. yeah, that's a lot of bees for you. That's right. <laughs> uh, you know that like my poor, my poor boyfriend, every like going, he's been, we had to house hunt for like three years because anywhere that had too much forestation near it, I was like, Bees. Too many bees. All I can see when I look at everywhere is just is the potential for bees. The potential for bees. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So he so he planted one point two million. Can't, can't he just give her the money? That's like, a great question. Take her on holiday to the Maldives. Yeah, that's right. How long do they even last? Um, let's find out here. Every anniversary is special. Yep. The number of years people are married also have a corresponding uh, gift. For example, 25 years of marriage is silver. We know. 50 years we know, is gold. Margarita. Kurt and I love these websites that are like, have you ever heard of marriage before? Let me explain it in four paragraphs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lee Wilson planted 1.2 million sunflowers across 80 acres to surprise his wife, Renee. The result of his planning and labor worked in a video as the yellow field looks like a magical sight. There are about 15,000 flowers per acre. 
making the blooms seem almost endless. And Renee was over the moon with her husband's thoughtful gift. Quote, it made me feel very special. It couldn't have been more perfect anniversary gift than a field of Fucking sunflowers. Could. She Fucking loved them. Could have been better. But yeah. Yeah, Maldives. Yeah. Um, also, who has 80 acres of land? Also, who has 80 flat acres that you can see all at the same time? That Like... That's a huge amount of land. Why does it have to be so many? I mean, I love him, and it's very nice. He made a monoculture out of a wild place. Mm -hmm. Like, I, that's wonderful. Um, I like that we're really shitting on this dude. <laughs> yeah, I, it shows where we are on Friday the thirteenth. Really being like, ooh, I hope they choke on those petals. I hope it blinds them with their golden what, sunlight. What a delightful man! What a nice I, man. I'm to English. Do I hear that kind of story, and I'm just like, what a prick. I. <laughs> God, that child Ben really can't listen to this episode, can he? Yeah, Ben. No, ben, ben, ben listen. Little Go snippet. back to bed, Ben. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I. Yeah, I, I'm not really that into flowers as well, so I think that's why I have a volatile reaction where I'm just like, eh. That's fine. Eh, you like the beach. Really you want to go like to Maldives. Snacks. I like snacks. You know what I mean? I like snacks yeah. or like like a, a trip away somewhere. I'm not a big flowers gesture. 1.2 million bags of sun chips you'd like. Yes, Ooh. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Tasty. Um, um, but that's, you know, it's nice. It's nice. It's nice of them. Yeah, 50 yeah, years sure. of marriage. They met when they were teenagers in high school. They couldn't date until she was 16 uh, on her 16th birthday. I don't know until why. Until only that is. she was 16. That's How what I'm old thinking. Is this guy. He was 72 when they met, which is really remarkable <laughs> after 50 years <laughs> he's of marriage. A, he's 132 now. Yeah. Uh, her Their first date was a roller skating party in Aww. Harper, Kansas. So that's where they are. They're in Kansas where you oh, can that's have why 80 you have, acres that's to right. just slug in anything that'll grow. Blah, blah, blah. The field of sunflowers will be in bloom for two weeks, Jamila. That's how long they last. Two weeks. I and would no balloons. be pissed. Where um, is my holiday? Like, take take <laughs> her to Paris. Take her to the Maldives. Take her to Kansas. Not take two, her to Harper, two Kansas. Two weeks? Two weeks of sunflowers. 1.2 million sunflowers. All that work for 14 days of, I guess, of yellow. beauty. Beauty. I Lots guess of yellow. beauty. It but is. It will like, be beautiful. But also like we are we, monsters. But, but, also, but also, if we just think about it, like how long is she supposed to stay there? Do you know what I mean? It's not their land. It's not on their land. She doesn't like open the curtain and then look there. So she's just like there. It's like about as long as you'd visit a grave. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like... <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'll report back yeah. if they reach anniversary it's, 51. It sounds yeah, like... What would your... Like, how long would you stay? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you have the moment, you see it, you're you like, have wow, a picnic. that's amazing. You have a nice picnic. You make out, maybe a cheeky fingering, but then cheeky really fingering. it's just... But really then after a while, you're like... <laughs> Let's go to Cracker Okay, I'm good. And then he's yeah. like, do you want to come back again tomorrow? And she's like, Sure. Sure. The second day, it's a, a little shorter trip. The second day, by I the have third not day, represented myself very well in the last <laughs> no, hour. You at have. All. You, you added. You've been. I've proven been, to be a, a bitch, a coward, a gossip. No. <laughs> Fun, <laughs> exciting, revolutionary. Revolutionary. Thank you so much for coming on Bananas. Do you want to plug anything before you go? Uh, my, I have two podcasts, uh, two very, very different podcasts. One's called Bad Dates, uh, in which thankfully I don't do most of the talking. My funny guests, people like Kurt himself have come on the podcast and mm -hmm. Conan and all kinds of amazing funny people uh, where we talk about the worst and silliest dates people have ever had. Mm -hmm. And then I have another podcast called I Weigh, which is more serious and about like mental health and neurology. And I talk to scientists and, and, uh, 
uh, activists and all kinds of fascinating people That's from great. all over the world. So those are the two things I would say come and check out. Uh, other than that, I'm incredibly irritating on social media. So there you go. Come find me there. <laughs> Thanks I'll really for fuck up your day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sorry for everything I said. <laughs> Bananas. <laughs> Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The Catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas! Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.